welcome to Guest List. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, music writer for the Omaha World Herald. On this episode of Guest List, I'm really excited to talk to Robert Earl Keane, who I consider something of an Americana legend. I was really excited to talk to Keane about being from Texas, touring through the Midwest, his annual Christmas shows, how he crafts a good set list, and how he doesn't consider himself country. I was also excited to talk to him about his own podcast, the Americana Podcast, The 51st State. Of course, we also talked about writing, recording new music, how he crafts such awesome, amazing story songs, and all kinds of other stuff. So I'm really excited for you to check out my interview with Robert Earl Keane. Well, thanks for calling, man. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. You're headed to Omaha pretty soon. It's been a little bit of time since you've been here. I think the last time I might have seen you when you were out with Dwight Yoakam and Willie Nelson. Yep, that was the last time. Yeah, I, you know, um, the the Midwest is just one of those things that, uh, you know, we start making all these plans and then all of a sudden we end up doing something, you know, kind of <laughs> truncated version of a tour and then, you know, go do something else. So, sure. uh, it, I, never, it's never been like my strongest area. So it's like one of those deals that we get, we get when we uh, catch as catch can. Right. Well, I was wondering if you ever made it up to Nebraska too much. Cause I mean, it seems like, well, it's, it's not too far away from Texas. Then you start looking at a map and you're like, Oh hell. <laughs> Maybe it's, it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a hike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I've always, uh, done some stuff in Kansas and, uh, but then when it, I don't know, for some reason get, gets into Nebraska, we haven't done all that much. I mean, it's underplayed for us for sure. Yeah. Well, cool to uh, mm-hmm. see you back in town. And I always wonder with as many records as you have, uh, how do you put together a set list? Do you know what you're going to play every night? No, I, I change it every night. So I, I I basically, Kevin, I try to hit the high spots, things that, you know, I know people know. Sure. And, you know, sometimes even sort of make a joke and I can say, and this next song is a song that we know that people know, so we're going to play it. <laughs> and, and people, yeah. You know, especially if I played like six in a row that nobody knows or like brand new songs <laughs> or something. Uh, so um, the, I just changed it up, but I try to hit the high spots and, uh, and base and like it depends on the room. You know, we do a sound check, and when I when I go out and do, do sound check, I kind of get the room vibe. So if you got a, like a kind of a big sure. brassy loud room, you might you might can kind of tone it down a little bit so it doesn't you know it doesn't kind of uh, work against you. Uh, and then if you got a place that you know can really rock or can handle some loud stuff, then I then I tend to do louder stuff. And and you know. And I, you know, I always tell people I've played everything from the garage sale to the Kennedy Center. So you know, <laughs> I'm always I, I have a lot of opportunity for variety in my set. So yeah, it works for me. Yeah, yeah, you and the guys can handle it. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, it's fun that way because uh, we also have this thing called the secret mic, which the bass player has. It just and it's just a mic that goes into everybody's ears. And, oh, uh, you know, the models, yeah. Yeah, so I just call, you know, if I want to do some kind of audible, I want to change some of the songs, I just turn to Bill and say, right, cancel the next three songs and do this song instead, and I'll tell you what's going on next after that. And I'll go, okay. <laughs> Everybody scrambles. Yeah, it's fun. That's awesome. So I want to ask you about a couple different things, which was uh, your podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, it's called uh, Americana Podcast, and you can 
Look it up by looking up AmericanaPodcast.com. You know, basically our mission statement is to define and expand the genre of Americana music. So uh, we just talk to different bands and and, um, and and different artists and talk to them about their creative process and how they got where they got and, you know, their next project. And then we spend a little time talking about, you know, what, what is Americana to you? This is the this is the irony of the whole thing. I've yet to talk to one person, and we've probably done ten now. We put them at one out a month. So uh, I've yet to talk to one person who, when I said, so do you consider yourself Americana? They say, oh, no, man, I'm a garage rock, you know. I, I, you know uh, we're, 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 we're alternative, you know. It's like it's really weird so uh which is kind of fun because then you can really get into kind of a back and forth uh little discussion about right um you know americana and what it is and what, what do they think it is you know so uh we we have uh we do that and then we have a, uh and so we so we put this together when i say we it's it's my daughter clara rose and mm-hmm. uh, i um we we make this we, we, you know, track down the people and set up the interview and go interview. Then she does all the engineering on the on the computer. She does all the editing and and then she splices in music. So you get a you get about fifty to fifty five minutes of interview and uh, parts of the songs. Uh, we also have a thing called Will's Pick, which is a friend of mine who's just a you know music nut that. Yeah. all the time and so we you know play a little bit of another artist during that and then we have a lightning round at the end with just sort of a either or sort of thing you know sweet d or t classic kind of thing just kind of like that you know just to make it kind of fun so uh the whole idea just is about you know uh talking to different americana artists and so far for me it's been a huge boost i i've just yeah. like enjoyed being on that side of the mic and i also enjoy finding out what people think about you know their songs and songwriting and how how americana music you know uh works for them yeah well it's something i want to ask you a little bit about too uh, it's some of the stuff you're talking about is because when you started out i mean people might have called you country but i never i mean it didn't seem like you really fit as a country right. musician certainly right. not at the time I mean, you always kind of did your own thing. So, I mean, how have you kind of <laughs> navigated that? Well, I, I I just have always, but really, you know, Kevin, it's like song by song for me. I, I sure. you know, I write a song and and I don't really think about where it fits. I just kind of write the song, and then when we kind of get to when we get to the point where we're recording it, uh, I definitely record songs based on you know the the content of the song and. How it should be presented and, uh, and where it fits from there is, um, I, you know, up to someone else. As a matter of fact, I, I, I guess the reason that I'm a, I'm a little bit ambiguous about this answer is because I've been very, I've been very, like, demanding about, you know, this, this record is a, you know, an alternative record. This is a record like, uh, for instance, like Picnic, but I, in 98, 97, 98. I put out big next and so this alternative record, this don't don't put me in the country section of the record store. Don't put me in the folk <laughs> section of the record store. And yeah. you know, guess what? The record ended up both in the country and the folk section. It did not end up in the alternative place. So even <laughs> even if you, you know, can really map it out for 
record company guys, they just do what they want to do. So, uh, so I, I got where I just went, well, you know, you got, that's your job. You do whatever you want to do. However, uh, really since the Americana, um, moniker became real to me, which was somewhere in the early 2000s, I've, I've embraced it as that's what I want to be. That's what I am. It's a lot easier to, uh, say this is, this is exactly what I do. And if people ask me what, what, how does it, how is it fine? I, I just think it, I think of it as very much um, song based music. It's very lyrical based and yeah. song based. People are. It's not dance music, and it's not like uh, let's all get happy music. It's it's really song based. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if I can say so, I think you you personally have actually helped be able to define that in a way. Uh, uh-huh. They find stuff you done. I mean, you're kind of in. Iconic American artist. Too. I was laughing because I was reading something, and they said they should hand out copies of Gringo Honeymoon at the Texas border. Be like, here, this is what you're getting into. <laughs> that's funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. That is yeah. good. That is really good. I know you said it comes from just kind of you're making different songs and trying out different things, but I feel like that sort of uh, not having a genre necessarily nailed down has allowed you to do different things. I mean, the last record, but I was a bluegrass record. You've done rock records. Mm-hmm. You've done all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in between, and then I've heard songs of yours on one of the live records, and I listened back to it at, you know, the original recorded version. It's different stuff. So do you enjoy being able to kind of do do things the way you want to do them? Yes, I, I do. As a matter of fact, um, I lost my longtime guitar player last year, and instead of replacing him, I combined a couple of the guys, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the fiddle player and the mandolin player uh, in a, a little bit more ensemble type sounds and um, so we've reworked quite a few songs and for my money uh, not, I don't know if it's really better but it's to me it sounds better it sounds a little bit more fresh and I, I've, I've certainly enjoyed being able to have that kind of freedom is just you know decide well I, you know what I don't want to make I, I don't I don't want this song to be some kind of blast ass sort of like in your face song, I want to. I want it to back up quite a bit, you know, and be a little yeah. bit more subtle. So, uh, you know, I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of fun in the last eight and nine months, uh, putting, you know, redoing some some of the songs in, in a relatively dramatic way, and yeah. um, and uh, so the you know the, to me the the blessing that I have the, the great place that I am in the world of music is uh, I I really get to I really get to act like an artist here. I can do what I want to do. I don't have I don't you know, I I'm I I, I, I tell you know, I've told people forever ever, you know, like I'm the real English major because I used my degree in English <laughs> by, you know, writing songs and putting together words and, and writing other pieces of stuff for things and and, uh, you know, what did you do? You know, um, you know, I became a lawyer. I became a real estate agent. So whatever, right? And so the, um, the you know, the, the thing is, uh, with, with people saying that they're, you know, some kind of, this kind of music artist or that kind of music artist, well, to what extent? Like, you know, until you get up to the, you know, the big conference table and they say, no, we're going to have to put your, it's not an alternative. It's going to go in country and folk, right? And then you're not an artist anymore. You're just whatever. Yeah. So I get to be, you know, real artist in that, in that way. In, the, in that way, in that way that, you know, at least 
your own perception of, of freedom is is real. And I want to ask, I mean, if, uh, I realize Happy Prisoner came out, now it's been a few years. Have you been working on some new, new songs? Well, I have. I, 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 you know, I'm always working on some songs. I've, I've recorded some stuff this year. I've not made a plan. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, the, the, you know, the plan, you know, would be like actually, you know, set aside a few weeks, uh, in the coming months and put together something. And, and I, you know, and I think about it every day, but, uh, right now, you know, um, my touring stuff is, Really heavy. I have this podcast going on. I'm working mm-hmm. with a guy where we're going to write a novel based on the Christmas song. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I got so busy all of a sudden. I, I, I remember spending just days just looking out windows, you know. <laughs> now I don't, you know. Thanks so, for change. Yeah, things, things move on. So we're, you know, I'm, I'm happy about it. It's just, uh, as far as like, to commit to, you know, several weeks of like that real kind of uh, intense work that you do in studios, I, I've yet to been able to commit to that. Yeah, well, you got to really carve that out, too. It's like, no, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Down to that. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, the whole creative process takes its own version of like time and space yeah. and creativity. Are you playing any any new songs? Yeah, I play, uh, you know, uh, three, three or four new songs. They just, you know, throw them in the set. And, and cool. you know, so far, uh, you know, uh, most of those have gone over pretty well. Uh, and for us, you know, for someone who's done this this long, I still have a, a, a large part of my audience is, are people that have either never heard of me or they've never seen a show, right? They, there's a lot of that. I've heard sure. of you for 10 years or something, and I've never seen a show. So, uh, you know, to be able to, like, get up there and, I, I, you know, once again, I have a certain amount of freedom about just doing whatever song I want to. Yeah. And one thing I want to ask you, just talking about writing songs and stuff, is you, in my opinion, have written some amazing stories and amazing story songs. And I know that's not all you do, but uh, some would just hook you in right away and you just, they're just fascinating stories. You looked, I've listened to them a hundred times, and they're great. So I wondered, if you have a, how do you craft a good story? Where do you, what do you do when you're doing that? It's maybe not even something you're conscious of. <laughs> I, I, I start with, I always start with setting, and um, and I, I, I really kind of, you, if you'll, if you'll notice, a lot of my songs uh, set the tone by. Creating the setting, you know, we're in this, we're in this neighborhood, we're out on a boat, we're out in this desert, you know, and then somehow that kind of picture is like, you know, uh, it's it's like making a garden or something. All of a sudden things grow out of creating that setting. And if, you know, if I can get that balance just right, um, you, you know, characters appear, uh, how what the character does, you know, all of a sudden starts creating some of the narrative about what's going on, and you put this character with another character, and and they have, you know, they, either they they're combatant or they or they work together, you know, and uh, that's how these narratives sort of grow. So I, I start with setting and 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 try to be patient with the whole process because the other thing is 
there's this kind of well, there's there's this part with just the words where sometimes these words work really well, but is it doing anything for the story? Maybe not. No. Yeah. And uh, and so so that's that's my that's really my process. And you know, if I'm lucky, it comes together. And if if I'm not, I stop and then come back to it maybe a few months later and, and look at it again and say. Well, you know, this seems like worthwhile. This seems pretty good, but you have to, uh, you have to just keep, you know, etching away at it like a, yeah. <laughs> like a sculpture or something. Yeah. Well, you've had songs that you've, you know, kept around and, you know, maybe wrote years ago and then bring them back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's, you know, that's part of it. I mean, it's like, you know, like, you know, reinvent. You know, you know, people reinvent themselves. So I kind of reinvent. You know, the song occasionally. So that's 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 a, you know. I, I don't know. That just that just happens because all of a sudden I look at it and I go, you know, I want to do this with this song. That is kind of part. Of this. A lot of times, that's part of um, yeah. working with a band, right? You want to you start you know talking to them. Well, what do you think about this? And they go. Well, you know, it could use this and this and that, and then that, you know, that will put us into our situation where we rewrite the songs to some degree, even the lyrics. So, mm-hmm. cool. Well, sometimes you don't, you don't know what a song needs, you can't figure it out, then one day you have a revelation. You go, that would work on this thing I've had for five years. Yeah, no, um, uh, that's some of the most fun thing about songwriting is like getting to that place where you don't know the answer and you don't know where it should be yeah. going. And then you set it aside and really, uh, it's also the reason that you stay away from songwriting sometimes. Cause it, <laughs> you know, for me, it can be very obsessive, you know, like keep you up at yeah. night, you know, you keep going, uh, no, 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 no. But at the same time, like when you make, when you break through that wall, it's, it's really exciting. There's a piece that was written by uh, Dave Hickey, who was a short story writer. He had a, he had a short story in a, in a book called South by Southwest, oddly enough, but it's all like Southwest artists writing, you know, short stories. And his was really my favorite, so I kind of followed that for a while in his stuff. And I found this really great short story that he wrote called The Glass Bottom Cadillac, which is about Hank Williams and... Uh, I have mm-hmm. a I have a recorded version of Dave Hickey reading this short story while a guy's playing the fiddle in a stairwell, right? And it's <laughs> it's really great. But when he gets to this part in this short story about songwriting, and he's, he's talking from the first person from Hank Williams' point of view, and when he gets that part about the songwriting, it's amazing. It's really it really nails the whole uh, exhilaration that you can get from finding that great line or that or, or that turn of phrase that makes the whole song, you know. And um, and uh, I always uh, that's that's what I always keep going back to when I think, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm not as good at this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, oh, the glass bottom Cadillac. That's where I want to be. There you go. You'll get you'll then you'll hit it and feel it again. Yeah. It's a really great piece. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, Dave Dickey, you know what? Here's the funny thing. He decided he couldn't write short stories, so he became an art critic. 
<laughs> and, he, and he lives in Las Vegas. And he also has this this book called uh, Air Guitar. I was about 15 years old. And uh, it, he has one story in there about how the most artificial thing in Las Vegas is the sunset. Because Las Vegas is so artificial that there's nothing – Everything that's artificial fits there, but the sunset actually does not fit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, cool. I'm sorry, I've had some questions to ask. Oh, I was going to ask you, uh, are you still doing the beers? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, we're sort of retooling this. This has been a strange uh journey this beer thing because it just came out of a conversation and then they put the beer out and then the company went bankrupt and this other guy picks it up and then they put put it out and then uh, then this other brewery i mean these brewers like you know they come and go i mean it's really that's a tough business and uh so uh, as a matter of fact i was just I, i was just before i called you i was just answering this email from this guy that says, man, we got this whole new thing. It's going to work. So we're going to retool it, and we're actually going to come up, create another line of beer, a new line of beers. So it would be the same Robert O'Keefe beer, but, you know, there'll be right. like a feeling good again beer, and there'll be like a green little honeymoon, you know, dark lager or something, you know. So, okay. so yeah. Now you're, so, now you're so it's, Robert so it I don't know how right. it keeps going. I, it's something that I really don't have much to do except for – as far as sitting down and saying, no, I don't like this, I don't like this, do this, this is, this is what kind of beer I like. So we really right. make the kind of beer that I like. That's cool. Now you're, I mean, now you're beyond the, the songwriter. Now you're a brand. <laughs> yeah, I'm a brand, yeah. <laughs> well, we live in the age of branding, so, you know, at least right. that one thing I'm really current. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, man, that's most of the stuff I wanted to talk about. Is there anything else you wanted to mention or or talk about? Um, our Christmas shows. You know, we do this Christmas show every year. Yeah. And it's uh, last year's, we always have a theme. Last year was Cosmic Cowboy Christmas. The year before that was Back to the Country Christmas. And uh, each of the band members uh, is, plays a different part. Everybody's done everything from Neil Young to you know, Dwight Yoakam, and these guys are so good, you know, and it's like a kind of a, like a boost for all of us because it's a totally different way of, like, creating a show. We we, we have a, a, a huge set and, a, and trucks and, and a, you know, uh, roadies and all that stuff that people carry on their regular tours and stuff, but this is just for the month of December. So yeah. we go from, we go uh, from, uh, this year we're going um, from, uh, South Carolina all the way up to New York and then back down through Oklahoma and back to Texas and we finish up the end of the year every year in Fort Worth. Awesome. Well, I've never yeah, actually so seen you do a Christmas song live so I might have to check that out. <laughs> it's a, I tell you, it's one of those ones that people don't come to. You know, they go, all right, we only come to your Christmas show. I'll start going, yes, <laughs> come to this show. And they'll go, oh no, we love the Christmas show. That's what we come to. Go, okay, fine. Great. <laughs> Maybe so, you know, they're pretty pop. They're, it's pretty popular, and it's you yeah. know, the same like like the beer. It just keeps kind of hanging in there like a hair on a cheeseburger. <laughs> I like it. Well, uh, Robert, thanks so much for taking the time for me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been, uh, thanks a lot for talking to me. I, I, I've, I've been I've been on your side for a while now, so I certainly know the <laughs> the ins and outs. I mean, it's like how tough that is. That's really it's like. 
I used to take it for granted. Now I'm like, man, you got to think this shit out before you ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you. you know, you don't. You can really look like a dumbass, in a real, and, I'm, and, I, and you, you're a smart guy. So I'm not saying that at all. But you can, <laughs> as you well know, get oh, stuck yeah. in a real embarrassing position. Absolutely helps when you know who uh, know the person, know of them when you're talking to them. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Thanks again for yeah. taking time. Great. 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 Yeah.